Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. I'm Pete Wright, sitting at the round table again with Mr. Scott Lissert. Welcome to the, the uh, discussion again. Hi, Pete. Good to see you. Good to see you, Scott and Jay Christensen. Hi, Pete. Uh, we have a gorilla-sized problem uh, here, one that uh, that we see all the time, but this one is is particularly uh, salient and well said. Uh, communication is a key problem on our projects, directly from the problem card. Scott, how is communication a key problem? Well, I hear this a lot, Pete. Project teams are composed of dozens and dozens of team members, sometimes on large projects. But even on small projects where you may have four or five or six people working on a project, somehow the right information doesn't get communicated from one team member to the other. And this uh, problem starts very, very early on. And some of the symptoms can be that the team members don't know what their role and responsibility is on the project. They don't know what work they're supposed to be doing on the project. And one of the most powerful fixes for this kind of problem is to have a planning meeting early on. Have a kickoff meeting where you invite every team team member to attend the, the planning meeting. This is a way to fully scope out the problem with everybody present and to get everybody's buy-in right at the beginning that they understand both what the overall objective of the project is and what their particular role is in delivering that objective. You're talking about a face-to-face meeting. Absolutely. We recommend a face-to-face meeting as the best way of conducting your uh, first planning meeting. And I'd like to add uh, that what also helps at this juncture is to have the sponsor attend the first 10 or 15 minutes or so of the planning meeting uh, in order to explain to all of the team members present the business background behind the project, the purpose for doing the project from the sponsor's perspective. And the sponsor is usually the major stakeholder um, of the project outcomes. The sponsor is usually the person that gains the most by either project success or, or project failure. So if people understand from the sponsor's mouth the purpose for the project, that helps them understand the context of the project as well. I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to put on my, uh, my IT hat uh, because it feels like many organizations try to tackle this from a technological standpoint. Communication's a problem. Don't worry about it. I'll give you a SharePoint server. You can have a nice portal for your project, and you don't need to have face-to-face meetings because, you know, you can get everybody. All the information will be in a central uh, location on this, in this, you know, out on, in, the, uh, in the cloud. Uh, how do you deal with that? Well, uh, it's a reality, unfortunately, today uh, that oftentimes project teams are geographically dis- dispersed throughout the country. Um, and uh, you may need to schedule regular video teleconferences or regular ordinary telephone conference calls. But the recommendation here is that first planning meeting really ought to be face-to-face. There's a lot of communication that happens through body language. And if you don't get to see the facial expressions and the uh, other body language which is used, then you're missing a lot. Um, The other thing I would say is that it's important during the planning phase of a project to really define who will get what key pieces of information. So what reports 
will the project team get? What um, key project communication will the sponsor receive? Will the functional managers receive? And how often will they receive it? Um, you don't want to give uh, people too much information, but yet you want to give them enough information so that they can perform their role on the project. And sometimes uh, that's a very tricky balance. Um, and it can be achieved by creating a communications plan, a communication matrix, early on, and then sticking to that plan throughout the project. That's a that's a really great point because you're dealing you're you're addressing this from two sides. The first is the project launch. You need to have the processes and procedures and the face-to-face -face meeting to get the project started right. But the second is the indoctrination of certain communication habits over the course of the project to enable the team to feel like they're better informed. Is that what we're saying here? I'd like to add to Scott's point in way of answering and addressing your question, Pete, and that is is that um, so many times in a technological world that we're in. Uh, people believe that one piece of communication is sufficient for all audiences. And uh, we know that that's not the case. We know that different uh, stakeholders on the project have different needs for different types of com uh, information, project information. So to Scott's point, the communications matrix is one excellent way to summarize in one document who gets what piece of communication when. And this enables the team or the project manager to tailor their communication to the audience that receives the communication. And further, uh, sometimes uh, project people complain that they have been micromanaged. And uh, sometimes what causes that is that the sponsors or stakeholders feel like they're not getting enough of the right kind of information. So this communications matrix can help in that regard because it can tailor the communication to the needs of the specific audience. And uh, that helps build trust and support from the sponsor uh, and or the stakeholders and uh, diminishes the need for micromanagement. I want to ask a question now that we know what should be done in an ideal world from the beginning that gets back a little bit to the problem card uh, that communication is a key problem on our projects. How would you guys recommend doing an intervention for projects that are in process with lousy communication, that in fact communication is so bad that it may be affecting CSP on the project. How do you do that sort of intervention to get the project back on track from a communication standpoint right in the middle? Well, I think the first thing that you have to do is find out what's currently happening on that project in terms of communication. Are they having weekly project status meetings? Uh, are um, monthly project reports being distributed to the team? Um, are folks talking to each other? Is there an atmosphere where people feel that they can uh, speak to each other? Um, some, sometimes uh, the atmosphere on a project is not conducive to open communication. People may be scared that the messenger will be shot if uh, someone brings up a problem. So uh, I would go in and I would ask some questions to find out how free do people really feel in uh, bringing things up on the project, both to team members and to the project manager. And also, uh, another uh, intervention technique is for an independent body or person to interview the people around the project and on the project to get some specific information about what communications are missing, what communications are being overdone, and where and how this communication environment can be 
adapted more uh, correctly uh, to satisfy the needs of the audience. And then once you have a plan, then, then you can then begin to um, implement that plan, starting with the project manager, um, and then you can change the, the uh, tone of the team and then hopefully improve the way the project is being implemented. Excellent tips, gents. Thank you so much for sitting down yet another week of Ask Cadence. We will be back next week with another gorilla-sized project problem. Thank you for listening.